You're listening to At This Time, a podcast resource of Valleydale Church. Hello, this is Matt Brunson, and let me welcome you to At This Time. I can't let this week pass without uh, going to March 24th, 1603, and remembering the life and the death of one of the greatest monarchs of all time, Elizabeth I. She was, of course, as you know, the daughter of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, who was really cast aside by her dad. The amazing thing to me is that she was so much like her dad. Um, But she died on this date in 1603, unmarried, no children, called the Virgin Queen, Uh, She oversaw what became known as the Elizabethan era or the Golden Age. She was very popular, very successful. She was uh, quite a woman. Uh, She oversaw uh, tremendous events in human history. Uh, The defeat of the Spanish Armada by the British fleet uh, is one of those huge turning moments in history. Uh, It secured the the naval authority and superiority over the oceans for hundreds of years to come. Of course, the economy under her. She had many things that she did with other nations. Uh, Her interaction, her leadership at that time, uh, she just dominated. Of course, she had that run-and-gun battle with her very beautiful cousin, whose name was Mary, Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. She followed on the throne her sister, half-sister, who was Mary I, who was Bloody Mary. If you remember, one of the things that she provided over was really the solidifying of the Church of England. That started under her father, Henry VIII, when he broke with the church at Rome. And he began to establish the Church of England, Uh, When Henry died, Mary I comes to the throne. She is a staunch Catholic. Her mother, Catherine of Aragon, who was Spanish, of course, was Catholic. And so she is going to rid the country of Protestantism. Uh, She chases off a lot of the Calvinists. They go to Geneva, Switzerland, where the Geneva Bible, by the way, they put together. It comes out in the late 1500s. And uh, those that she doesn't run off, she kills. Latimer, Ridley, Cranmer. Uh, She becomes known as Bloody Mary. Well, she doesn't live long, and her half-sister Elizabeth takes the throne. Sick of all of this religious haranguing, she says enough. She doesn't even, for a period of time, she doesn't even let the preachers preach because she wants everything to settle down. Uh, she organizes pretty much the church, and she gives everybody the free, go worship the way you want to worship. But she establishes uh, pretty much the Church of England. When she dies, she sets in motion the very day of her death uh, the rise of James I, who is already James VI of Scotland. Um, he became James VI of Scotland, at one year of age. So he rules his whole life. And of course, when Elizabeth dies, um, the Tudor family dies with her. The Stuarts now, the Scots now take the throne and he proclaims himself the first king of Great Britain. 
Scotland, England, Ireland, and of course Wales as, as well. But he is going to be the king who will, in 1604, commission the putting together of a new Bible, the King James Version, that we owe so much to. All of that took place. All of that was set in motion the day that Elizabeth died. Now, Elizabeth fought with her first cousin for the right of the throne until she put Mary, Queen of Scots, to death eventually. They fought. Two people can't sit on one throne. And it's kind of an interesting thought that even though she puts Mary Queen of Scots away and she sits on the throne, when she dies, um, Mary's son comes to the throne. It's an interesting thought, and the thought is this. Until I die, the Son of God cannot sit on the throne of my life. I think that's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says this, I die daily, and until I do, he can't reign in my life. And that 